This is the Eye on Annapolis Daily News Brief, keeping you informed about the happenings in Annapolis and the area. Local news, local sports, local events, local opinion, and of course, local weather. The Eye on Annapolis Daily News Brief starts now. Good morning. It's Wednesday, September 5th, 2018. This is John Frenet, and this is your Eye on Annapolis Daily News Brief. Yesterday morning, Governor Larry Hogan and Lieutenant Governor Boyd Rutherford fanned out across the state to welcome students back to school. Governor Hogan was at Wog Chapel Elementary School up in Odenton, and Lieutenant Governor Rutherford was at the Summit Park Elementary School in Baltimore. At Wog Chapel, Hogan greeted students as they arrived for the first day and even helped out with the morning announcements. And at Summit Park, Lieutenant Governor led the Pledge of Allegiance and read One of a Kind by Chris Gorman to a first grade class. Hogan did take the day to be able to announce a series of initiatives to increase accountability in state school systems, including an executive order creating an Office of Education Accountability. Please remember that school is back in session. Drive a little bit slower. Make sure you are aware. You're not distracted. Put the phone down. Don't put on your makeup. Don't steer with your knees. You know, all of that stuff. Let's keep all of our kids really safe because they're going to be out there heading to school bright and early in the morning. The Eastport, or the Annapolis Neck Library, hopefully will be open a little bit later this morning. The library was shut down over the weekend after that torrential storm came through here on Friday night, and I just heard that it dumped 3.75 inches in less than two hours on Friday night. Anyhow, it did flood the Eastport Library, damaging the carpeting and flooring. The water was cleaned. The carpets have been disinfected, but yesterday it wasn't smelling too well, so they wanted to give it one more day, and as long as everything goes well... It should be open for business a little bit later this morning. Following up on a story from a couple months ago, a midshipman who was accused of dealing drugs at the Naval Academy is going to go through with a court-martial. Second-class midshipman Zachary Williams from Ohio is on a leave of absence, and he's going to enter a plea on Monday. Now, you'll remember he was charged with more than a dozen drug-related charges stemming from use and possession and distribution. Some of that was done here at the Naval Academy, some in New York, and some actually down at the Firefly Festival in Dover, Delaware. Naval Academy Superintendent Vice Admiral Ted Carter did agree with the recommendation for a court-martial, and at his arraignment, just like in a normal one, he will plead guilty, not guilty, or accept a plea deal with the government prosecutors. But he does face dismissal from the Academy, and if found guilty more than 130 years in military prison. Quite a difference what a military court will do and a civilian court will do. There's a lot of controversy about bicycles in Annapolis, and no, it is not about the bike share program this time. The city of Annapolis started constructing a bike lane on Main Street yesterday morning, and business owners are upset. Cynthia McBride, the owner of the McBride Gallery, had a letter to the editor in the Capitol, and she brings up some very, very good points. She wants to know how merchants on the left side of Main Street are going to receive truck deliveries and how customers and guests would pick up larger size orders from her store or drop off luggage for, say, at the Maryland Inn. The answer was that deliveries would be made from across the street, crossing car traffic, crossing a bike path, and a new wooden platform. Also, the handicap spaces are on that side of the street, and they apparently have been eliminated. She also questioned the safety of pedestrians, asking if they were going to be expecting bikers coming from both directions through the crosswalks. She asked about the speed of the bikers and how that would be controlled. In a letter distributed to businesses, Mayor Buckley said it is a first step in re-energizing Main Street and creating a European-style cafe culture. And McBride responded to that by saying, I believe Annapolis has a wonderful culture right now. Visitors come from long distances and locally to enjoy it. 
I'm concerned the described European culture of bizarre-style shopping on new wider sidewalks would be an unwelcome and unnatural change for Annapolis. I fear a loss of what we have now. The mayor's letter did say that all businesses would be given passes for two free hours of parking, but McBride pointed out that customers may not ever get the chance to get into her store to get the passes because they may leave town after finding no parking on the street and the garages, which are typically full, usually with a lot of city cars. All of those are very valid points. Now, this bike lane is going up on Main Street. It is going on, as you would typically drive up Main Street, on the left side of the street. It will be strictly for bikes coming down Main Street. All parking will be eliminated on the left side. It is a 30-day trial period, so it will run through the boat shows, and then the city will determine whether that should be a permanent fixture or just a temporary one. If you want to see how some people are feeling about that, just go to the city of Annapolis's Facebook page, look at their post with the picture of how it is being installed, and you will get a little taste of how the public feels about it. That is about it for the top news today. Please make sure you're checking out ionanapolis.net throughout the day because we do update it throughout the day. You want to stay tuned right now because I've got a little bit of a rant coming up toward the end. Of course, we've got George Young with your local DMV weather, and he is standing by right after this. It's the Navy football and Bud Light golden ticket giveaway. Join Eye on Annapolis and Navy football this Saturday from 1230 to 330 for a chance to win VIP Bud Light golden tickets to see the Navy midshipmen take on the Memphis Tigers. Four lucky winners will be selected for the ultimate Bud Light football fan experience. Come on out to McGarvey's Saturday from 1230 to 330 for the Bud Light golden ticket party. Bring some friends or make some new ones because it's all about building friendships. Going out? You need the most up-to-date local weather. Here's George Young from DMV Weather in Annapolis with today's forecast. Hey everyone, this is George with DMV Weather, and here's your Eye on Annapolis Daily News Brief Forecast for Wednesday, September 5th. Another day of temps in the 90s with oppressive humidity for Annapolis and all of Anne Arundel County. As heat index values again hit 100 plus degrees, so be sure to stay hydrated and find some shade if out and about or working outside today. Same goes for tomorrow, then a front moves through the region, and temps drop back down into the 80s on Friday, but that comes with a growing likelihood of rain for the area. Speaking of which, the general idea for this weekend is one with much cooler temps, maybe only 75 to 80 for highs, but that comes with a ton of clouds and occasional showers. So start to factor in a likelihood for wet conditions outside as you start to make your plans for the weekend, though it likely won't be a heavy washout kind of rain across the region. All right, that's it for today. Be sure to get our free weather app by searching the Apple App Store or Google Play Store for DC MDVA weather so you can always stay weather informed. Or follow us on our website at dmvweather.com or on Facebook or Twitter. This is George Young of DMD Weather. Make it a great day out there despite this continuing heat wave. But remember, whatever the weather outside, have fun and be safe. There are 533 miles of shoreline in Anne Arundel County alone. We are literally surrounded by water. We boat in it, we paddle in it. So let's celebrate. Together with the Annapolis Sailing School, the folks at Capital SUP and Live Water Foundation have put together the inaugural Annapolis Water Sports Festival. Save the date, Saturday, September 15th from noon to five at the Annapolis Sailing School campus. Try out all sorts of non-motorized water sports, stand-up paddleboarding, kayak, and of course, sailing. Groove to the sounds of pressing strings and enjoy yoga, kids' activities, and more. 
It is the perfect way for the entire family to end the summer. And you could even drive away with a brand new stand-up paddleboard of your very own. Tickets are on sale now at whatsuptix.com or you can just go to Facebook and search for Annapolis Water Sports Festival. Remember, September 15th, noon to 5 p.m. at the Annapolis Sailing School on Bemby Beach Road. It is the inaugural Annapolis Water Sports Festival. So many different stories in the news, and everyone has an opinion. Here's ours. There was an article in the Capitol yesterday that really freaked me out, and I really hope that this is a case of the Capitol getting it wrong, because if they got it right, we all need to be very concerned. The article was titled, Capital Gazette Families Fund Nears $1 Million. Go take a read. Hey, that's awesome news. The community really stood up for our friends at the Capitol. Donors have contributed $935,000 to date. However, as with everything, the devil is in the details. There was an immediate talk about a million-dollar matching gift from the Michael and Jackie Farrow Foundation. Michael Farrow is the former chairman of Tronc, which owns the Capitol. But to date, they have not sent any money, according to the Community Foundation of Anne Arundel County, who is managing the fund. That's disturbing in many ways. For their part, the city of Annapolis sent in $64,000, which reflects the ticket sales from the Annapolis Rising Benefit Concert. And there may be some more if the council agrees to co-sponsor the festival retroactively. But according to Susan O'Brien, the city spokesperson, they've not been able to tally up the other costs just yet, like food and beverages from the July concert. Back to Tronk. The Community Foundation says that they will not distribute until they get documentation such as employment records and police witness statements from Tronk and the Baltimore Sun who have not supplied the requested information. Apparently, all they gave them was a list of names, and I think most of us in the community could have done that. Now, here's where it gets very scary. Amy Francis, the development director of the Community Foundation, and by the way, we've reached out to Amy a number of times for an interview, and so far we've not heard back from her. But anyhow... Amy says that there is a committee that will decide how to distribute the money and that those who do receive the money can spend it however they feel they need to. The foundation said that they had planned the first distribution in October, but that likely will change because of the non-response from Tronc, and they plan a second distribution in January. They will continue to accept gifts until December 31st. Here we are September 5th, and not a distribution has been made? And here's the scariest part, and I think it may be illegal. Francis said that after December 31st, the fund will change its purpose and maybe its name. Hello? People donated nearly a million dollars to go toward helping the Capital Gazette families, not to helping out some other community charity selected by some yet undecided committee. Why has no money been distributed yet? The families of the victims and the Capitol employees in the newsroom have immediate needs. Those needs will go far beyond a second distribution in January. They will reach out for years and years and years. I personally can't imagine the horror that some of them witnessed in that newsroom. I am hoping that Amy Francis from the Community Foundation will return my call or email and we can clarify this. And I'm no legal expert, but what people donated to was for a restricted use fund. The money must be used for the purpose it was intended to when it was donated. If not, all of those donors, all 5,500 of them, must be contacted and offered to have their money refunded or give permission to have it reused or reallocated. Please tell me that the capital screwed this up. 
I would hate to think that the families of Wendy, Gerald, Rob, Rebecca, and John, or anyone else that was immediately affected by this is not getting what they rightly deserve and what the community rightly stood up for them to give them. And that's what I'm thinking today. September 29th, the inaugural Twist and Stout Festival at Quiet Waters Park along the shores of the South River. Twist and Stout, a Maryland wine, craft, beer, music, food, and arts festival. Presented by the Anne Arundel County Department of Recreation and Parks, along with the Maryland Wineries Association. Sample dozens of craft beers and Maryland wines. Dance the afternoon away to the sounds of Saved by Zero and the Groove Spot Band. Watch the plein air painters and shop dozens of artisans, crafters, and food trucks. Tickets are on sale now at twistandstout.org. T-W-I-S-T-A-N-D-S-T-O-U-T dot org. September 29th, Twist and Stout at Quiet Waters Park, 11 a.m. to 5 p.m. Tickets at twistandstout.org. You've been listening to the Eye on Annapolis Daily News Brief. Tell your friends and colleagues this is the podcast where you can keep up on the latest with what's going on in Annapolis. And also tell them about our website, ionanapolis.net, where you can find even more information. This podcast comes to you every Monday through Friday at 7 a.m., keeping you informed with the Eye on Annapolis Daily News Brief. And take a moment to listen to our other podcast, The Maryland Crabs, released every Thursday at noon.